This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. months into the war, the bombs are still dropping on Ukrainians. The G7 leadership has called the missile strike a war crime. Many had predicted the conflict in Ukraine will kick off another Cold War. Tonight, we want to tell you it has already begun. NATO has put 300,000 troops on high alert, 3 lakh soldiers. That should tell you something. NATO leaders are meeting in Madrid for a summit. They're taking a tougher line on Russia. They're also talking about the threat from China. Four Pacific powers are attending this year's summit. And that shows the kind of focus they have on China. So what is the NATO planning? Is a new conflict just a matter of time? Or will they intensify war by other means? On Gravitas tonight, this is our cover story. First things first, what is a Cold War? Something that is not a typical military war, but it involves proxy battles. It involves economic sanctions and often a serious military buildup. Basically, everything other than what fighting with weapons entails. This is the broad definition. The last century saw a Cold War between the U.S. and the erstwhile USSR, part of which is now Russia. This Cold War lasted for almost 50 years. It ended with the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991. Now a new Cold War has begun. You have your proxy battle, the war in Ukraine. It is pitting the West against Russia. You have your economic sanctions. And now you also have a serious military buildup. Yesterday, the NATO made a big move. They have stepped up their deployment significantly. Earlier, 40,000 NATO troops were on high alert. Now, 300,000 soldiers will be on high alert. This is the NATO's quick reaction force. If Russia attacks a NATO member, the alliance can send troops more quickly. These soldiers will be based in Eastern Europe. NATO says Russia is now, quote-unquote, the most significant and direct threat to this alliance. These troops will exercise together with home defense forces, and they will become familiar with local terrain, facilities, and our new pre-position stocks, so that, so, that, so that they can respond smoothly and swiftly to any emergency. Together, this constitutes the biggest overhaul of our collective defense and deterrence since the Cold War. The biggest overhaul since the Cold War, he says. NATO feels threatened by Russia's actions. They say this response force is a deterrent against Russia. What about China? NATO sees China as a rising threat. There's a tacit agreement on that. So they're shoring up their defenses. This NATO summit in Madrid has four new observers, Japan, South Korea, Australia, and New Zealand. Their leaders are also in Madrid. The NATO is expanding its purview. It wants to keep an eye on the Indo-Pacific, more specifically on China's activities in the Indo-Pacific. Why is the NATO worried about China now? NATO Secretary General answered the question last week. I had that statement with me. This is what he says. 
I'm quoting, we do not regard China as an adversary, but we need to realize that the rise of China, the fact that they're investing heavily in new modern military equipment, including scaling significantly their nuclear capabilities, investing in key technologies and trying to control critical infrastructure in Europe coming closer to us, makes it important for us also to address that. The United States shared more specifics. Washington says the threat from Beijing is wide-ranging. I think it's a reflection of our allies' equal concerns over the effect of Chinese economic practices, use of forced labor, intellectual theft, um, and, uh, and coercive, aggressive behavior, uh, not just in the region, but elsewhere around the world. Uh, that they believe it's important to, to factor China into the new strategic concept. China is closing in on Europe, so NATO is roping in regional powers. It is bringing them closer to the military alliance. South Korea has made the first move. Last week, Seoul made an announcement. It will set up a diplomatic mission to NATO in Brussels. The Belgian capital hosts the headquarters of NATO. South Korea has three priorities, information sharing, joint military drills and joint research. And this is what they want to do to counter the emerging security challenges. So NATO is making new friends, but can it keep the old ones together? That's another challenge they face. Finland and Sweden have applied for NATO membership. We told you about it, Finland and Sweden. Their bids have become a bone of contention because Turkey does not like the idea. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan met the leaders of Finland and Sweden before landing in Madrid, Erdogan sent them a message. When we arrive in Madrid today, we are going to have four-way summit with Swedish Prime Minister, Finnish President, and with the attendance of Secretary-General of the NATO. NATO membership comes with its own responsibilities. If Finland and Sweden are going to be NATO members, they have to take Turkey's security concerns into consideration which has been a member for 70 years. It cannot be true the other way around. So NATO is a divided house as it tries to take on both Russia and China, and this will not be easy. Some members want NATO to preempt threats in the Indo-Pacific, which means challenging China militarily. Will Turkey agree to that? What about countries like Germany that have deep economic ties with China? Will they agree to NATO's new posturing? The meeting in Madrid could throw up answers to these questions and more. NATO's expansionism has been blamed for Russia's aggression. How will putting 300,000 troops in Eastern Europe impact the war in Ukraine and the equations beyond? The Madrid summit could well determine the fate of the global security order.